welcome to CXO, a magical podcast to help you serve better and concoct experiences that are superlative in nature. I'm your host, Supriya Sharma, bringing to you in each episode didactic nuggets so you can get inspired to sprinkle stardust in your company, your home, and the community on the whole. Let's welcome our guest for today on CXO. It's none other than Sharon Boyd. Sharon is the Chief Customer Officer for the MKL Innovation Tech Business and also leads MKL CX, a customer experience agency. She's led several large multi-million pound transformation programs for FTSE 100 companies in the UK. In addition to being an MBA from Cranfield University, she's a certified customer experience professional been on the jury for many CX awards and a captain on the CX World Games. Currently, you'd be surprised to know that she is training to be a pilot so she can deliver aid to poorer countries when her children have grown. Very interesting. Sharon is also the director at the Customer Institute and a published author. She was recognized in the top 25 for the UK Customer Experience Awards in 2021 and as a finalist for Women in Tech Awards 2021 as well. Brilliant. Sharon, welcome to CXO. Thank you very much for having me. So Sharon, it's usually said, and this is coming from the last uh, award that I just read out for you, that you are the finalist for Women in Tech Awards 2021. So we hope and we congratulate you in advance because we know you're going to make it. Okay. Okay. So it's usually said that there's no technology that can be an answer, a better answer to the customer experience in absence of um, strategy and planning. So what do you have to say about that? Does strategy and planning have a real role to play there? In the world of tech and CX. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. You've got to, you need to know where you're going. So you've got to have a clear strategy and vision about where you're going with your direction for your customer and your end business. And then you fit the tech around that. I see so often people go the other way and go, oh, that's a nice shiny bit of tech. Where can we use that in the business? Let's just pop that in and don't think about the fact that actually the customer and the business needs are over here and they need to be thinking about what that vision and strategy is and make the tech fit the vision and strategy, not the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) I specifically asked that because just as you mentioned, this is what happens. We see a nice fancy piece of tech and we want it incorporated in our business and we forget as to where we are going and how does this technology help us. And we end up down on our bottom line that way. Okay, and from there, I also learned that it's about aligning the business strategy and the customer strategy, right? Absolutely, have to be like this, yeah. So where does it actually start? Where do, where do I start if I have to align the customer strategy and the business strategy in my organization, which is the starting point? Ideally, they're the same thing. You have them on the same page if you can. When you're designing 
your business strategy or um, refreshing your business strategy, you make it so close to your customer strategy that they are the same thing. And if you are a really customer centric business, because I mean, we can't exist without customers. <laughs> so you know, they should be the same thing. And then you just make sure that they all connect. And if they do connect and you've got then your objectives and your initiatives and your projects underneath, then you're all aligned and it's easy for everyone in your business to get behind the main customer proposition, the business proposition, deliver profit, deliver customer loyalty. So yeah, I I always make sure they, they are like this. If you've got them at odds, you're gonna see conflict throughout the entire business. Mm -hmm. And coming to customer loyalty, there's a lot of issue about cybersecurity these days. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That is, um, in our, so my uh, the company I work with is um, MKR, which is an IoT business, and that is the very first thing that customers say to us. You know, is my data secure? And so, we, because we know that, that's the first thing we say to them. We do all of our cybersecurity certification, and that is something that sits within my role because that is so important to customers. You'd think it wouldn't fit in a CXO role. But it is so important to customers that I grab hold of it. And we're just refreshing our certification actually this month. Um, so we're do redoing it this year uh, to get the, the certification again. And we, as we go through all of this, we've grown rapidly as a company and lots more um, customers. But yeah, this is one of the most important things, especially in a tech business that the cyber security, the data integrity, the authenticity of everything that we do and the integrity that sits behind the scenes mm -hmm. is needs to be spot on and really thought through and connected throughout the business and refreshed. We can't drop that. We can't drop the ball on cyber. Yeah, exactly. Refreshed continuously based on the new technology that's popping in each day, right? Okay, and since you mentioned of IoT, I'm also curious about your thoughts on AI because AI these days is considered to be a CX enabler in certain situations. You know, it can really help the customers to optimize, rather uh, maximize the experience that we want to deliver as an organization for our customers. But in some instances, it has uh, found itself a really bad name. So what are your thoughts on that? I think, again, like, like all tech, you've got to find the right place for it. Human connection and human needs always has got to come first. And if AI comes into that and complements it and um, enables it and is used as an, as an enabler, as you say, then fantastic, I'm all for it. If it is in there for the sake of it, like, oh, AI, uh, we need AI in our business, where can we put it? Um, that's not normally the right way to do it because then you get something where you're using something that fits around AI that actually causes pain for employees or customers because it hasn't been thought, thought through properly. So if it is well embedded and is used to enable the whole experience, then yes, brilliant. I mean, I mean, there's so many uses for AI. I mean, even you know, like chatbots and stuff like that. I mean, if you do it really well and it fits into the whole experience, it can be amazing and it can be give better customer experience and customer service than actually a person if it's done right because of the you know the the information behind the scenes. But you it, the the struggle that you get is how you then fit in sentiment and empathy and understanding sarcasm and all that. We're not there yet with AI. That's you know that's got to come. 
So yeah, you've got to make sure that the right humans are programming behind the scenes to make sure that when that AI solution, whatever it is, is right. And that also always, always make sure there's a way to pick up the customer if they fall. So if, if they get to the AI piece and it's a chatbot, for instance, and they're going, so if this is not working, I need to speak to a human, that there is a way out and a human is then there and ready to catch that customer before they just go. <laughs> so that's really key. Thanks for bringing up the chatbots because as a customer, I've had really painful experiences with chatbots. You know, you're there on the website of a particular organization and you're wanting to solve your problem. And uh, being an irate customer, you want the resolution. You want somebody to listen to you, actually. You don't want a computer or you don't want a chatbot to be listening to you. And you really crave that human connection. It is in that moment that we realize how these chatbots need to be revolutionized for us to you know, take it to the next level and bring about pure vibration of technology into the customer experience. Yes, yeah. And if they're done right, they can be amazing because of the mine of information that they can pull out quickly. Yeah, mm -hmm. If they've got all the correct information behind the scenes, they can give you that answer like that. And you're like, brilliant, that was my mission. All I wanted to know was what time is that film on at the cinema? And can I book a ticket? Yes, 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 done. That's, <laughs> you know, that can be way better than calling up customer care and yeah. someone be, having a bad day and being really like, yes, let me have a look. Mm. You know, that's that's a whole different, and then potentially giving it to you wrong or putting you on hold or going and ask the senior. You can have a better experience, definitely with AI, if you do it right. But you've got to make sure there's a whole balance there. Um, and there's also the, you know, the, the dialects that come in as well. Uh -huh. I mean, even even just in the UK, there's there's so many different dialects and slang and jargon. You know, you're talking to me from India, I'm in the UK, uh, normally you're in Italy. That's a lot of different, you know, factors to throw right. into AI and make sure we get it right. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So yeah, there's, there's definitely some real intentional programming and thought and design around putting tech in. You definitely can't just go off the shelf, chuck it in. It's, um, not, it's not going to work particularly well. <laughs> okay, throw me a name of a company that has used AI really well so I can just, uh, when I log off the podcast, I can go and visit that one. Oh, um, what is that company called? I think it's Prezo. Now, they don't use it for chatbots, but what they do is um, before the pandemic, so I presume it's still the same, I haven't called them since, <laughs> yeah. but when you call them up to book a table, normal telephone line, you know, you call them up um, and uh, it's been a while since I've done it, but I was so impressed that it's stuck in my mind. You call them up and you say, um, and it says, oh, can I book a table for you? And you say, yes, say the date. And it says the date. It says, how many people to, hmm. what's the, what's, um, and it literally confirms it there and then. I mean, it was, it was, I think it was like 30 seconds to a minute, but it oh. confirmed everything for me. And it sent me a text immediately to say it'd been confirmed and I could respond back on the text with my name as well and anything additional like I wanted balloons or, or whatever but I was so impressed with the efficiency of it um, and I thought you know what the amount of time I mean I ring restaurants all the time um, with some things that we do in our in our jobs and hotels etc and um, 
the amount of times I, I get through to someone and they're like, yeah, I'm just at the bar, you can hear all this racket going on and let me just leave through the book or, oh, I'm not <laughs> sure, let me ring through to the restaurant on the hotel. You know, there's so many things that just aren't quite right. Um, and it's just, you know, busy restaurant. Of course that's going to happen. But if you've got um, a bot at the front end, like I'm sure it's Prezzo, like that, like they have, then that's, that is impressive. I was, I mean, that was two years ago I rang that line and I still remember it now I haven't rung it since because I haven't needed to but I'm that impressed with it and what they've probably beautifully done is the back-end part of it you know the information that goes through the chatbot into the system that is properly aligned and that is properly used otherwise data-driven decisions can sometimes suck okay coming to uh, this experience itself this is an example of cx creation you know you create an experience for a customer like that restaurant did for you but when it comes to maintenance you know consistently delivering a similar experience or probably taking up the next level what are the factors that are involved in the maintenance of the customer experience that we want to deliver so there's a couple of bits there. One of them is consistency. So always making sure that it's a consistent, um, well-delivered, brilliant basics uh, experience time after time. So consistency is really important. Um, and the other one is optimization. So once you've, once you've launched your proposition, go back and check it. So just like you have to refresh certification, refresh and review and refresh your customer journey and your customer experience. It's not customers move on <laughs> you know times move on especially now like pre-pandemic post-pandemic everything has changed um so we've got to look at the at the um the customer journeys that we've got in the customer needs customer wants the competition the economic landscape there's so many factors in there we we have to actually say maintain mm -hmm. a fantastic customer experience we can't just go I did that 10 years ago that would be perfect it will still last it won't there's back-end systems that change there's processes inside um you know inside a corporate or you know inside a business employees training there's so many things so yeah keep going back watching the real world of what's happening at the front end of your customer experience watch it in situ observe it speak to the front uh, the front end um, team and say what's what's not quite quite right what is working great where's the stresses for you where's the stresses of customers what ideas because most of the time they have amazing ideas and then you know help them or enable them to to put those changes into action and then watch again what are the changes is there anything that we can take out is there anything we need to add where do we put in delight but where do we move the pain points and the friction and the the moments where it can just fall fall down and we can lose a customer so yeah i love that kind of that that whole piece about maintain because yeah it's easy to design something mm. brilliant put it in and then just go ah, don't ever need to touch that again that is so not the case <laughs> exactly you know delighting the customers can be tricky because when you deliver that experience for the first time the customers are really wowed they're like okay you are the best and we love you but then the next time you do it it doesn't have the same effect and the third time you do it it becomes routine you know just like a joke you hear it for the first time you laugh off like anything and then the second time and third time it's not a joke anymore so what, what can companies actually do to make sure that when they go an extra mile in order to delight a customer every time, their efforts are being counted? 
I understand innovation is partly the answer, but uh, how for how long can you go on innovating? I think with the customer delight piece and the innovation, you've got to you've got to get the right people in your company um, thinking about that. You've got to have people who very much have customer empathy and think about how something would land and feel. Because something that would delight you would be something completely that different potentially that would delight me. Um, and you know we're humans. We have all these kind of complex moods, and sometimes I might get up grumpy, and <laughs> sometimes I'm happy and chirpy. You know, so something even from one day to the next, I might something different might delight me, and the same with you and and your family. So, yeah, we can't rest on our laurels here. We have to keep switching it up and going. Okay, we um, we put that in that really delighted that team or that that customer so okay so now we've made that a thing we can't necessarily take it away because you know we've done it four times we take it away it becomes a pain point but okay <laughs> that worked but let's have a think we know that customer we know we know a bit about them we know that they every time they go to that hotel they have a cocktail okay so let's get a bottled version of that cocktail and put it in the mini bar for them that's a little surprise or you know they, they whenever they go um they always order chocolate for dessert. Okay, well, let's put a chocolate on their pillow. Yeah, you know, kind of just really thinking about, okay, I know that person or I know enough about their habits with us as a, as, as a consumer. So let me think about what might work. So I think you can never stop. You've always got to keep thinking. You've got to invest in that, but that comes back tenfold. If you do it right, you've got a customer for life then because they go, I always go back to that hotel because they always know what drink I like. They always greet me at the door. They've got my name outside by the car. You know, I walk to the desk and they go, oh, hi, Mrs. Boyd. And that, you know, that feeling is, you know, that's what, that keeps that customer loyalty. So whether it's innovation or whether it's just imagination and creativity, but it's gotta be intentional. It's gotta be keep going, keep making that effort. Don't just drop the customer and go off the next shiny customer. Keep thinking about the ones you've got and, and how you maintain that relationship. Hmm. It's about uh, getting the right people and then uh, enabling them, as you mentioned. And it, it is tremendously helpful in uh, chucking those curveballs which customers might sometimes throw at you but I'm just thinking of the enabling part especially in terms of the empowerment when we talk of empowering the front-end teams or the front-end people who are directly interacting with the customers and allowing them to you know uh, tweak some of the policies where, as and when required to please a customer or to make sure that the customer has a pleasant experience with you don't you think it sometimes create issues with the management yeah, you've got to get the right people. This is why you get your 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 business objectives, your business vision, and your customer vision really like the the top. It needs to be. We are customer driven. Our bit. This is what our business is about. Once you've got that in place, and everyone is behind that, your recruitment policy, your reward policy, everything then sits behind that main top structure and vision, doesn't it? Your strategy. And if, you've, if that is connected really tightly with your customer, then that means you bring in the right people who are customer-centric throughout your business. And those people at the top should be making customer-centric decisions, which means then that they're the right type of people to say to those on the front line, yes, you are empowered to 
go the extra mile to to organize um a hamper or you know to to um order a pizza for that customer or you know, whatever it whatever it is or just send a little note or you know spend an extra 10 minutes um singing to their daughter I don't know why that came out but you know kind of you know you're in it doesn't have to cost money it's just those little extra touches that um make the difference and this is why you've got to connect everything down because if you set the KPIs the objectives the targets around the 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 customer centricity Mm. strategy then you don't then have that conflict between somebody saying yeah I, I was on the phone quite a long time with that customer but that customer hadn't spoken to anyone for six months and just wanted to tell me about how poorly her dog was and I knew that she needed human connection and yes maybe it wasn't about her bill anymore you know we went we'd stop talking about her bill we were talking about her dog but I knew that it made such a difference to her to have somebody who cared and would listen to her chatter on about her dog um and if your targets are so like nope you must end a call within two minutes um then you know that customer and that connection that you could have made by just giving them a few extra minutes to listen because that is so powerful Hmm. um yeah see so i I guess my quick answer is get the right management people (laughs) in line and look at your connections your targets etc to make sure you've got the right behavior um that can be driven and rewarded rather than punished Mm -hmm. so these rewards and policies and uh and the principles of the organization are they sufficient to shift the mindset of the teams or the employees or the or the staff that you have in your organization from focusing internally to focusing externally are they sufficient or we need something more there they say what what gets measured gets done don't they so if you've got the right kpis in place that are customer centric and then you reward those and stand behind them then that can definitely help but as I think you're kind of saying there, it, it's not the be all and end all there. Culture change is is huge and complex and very difficult to, to change. So you've got to really make sure that firstly, you've got the right people in there role modeling the right behaviors, but that the policies, decisions, the whole structure of the business is set to create a good customer centric culture. Um, and that means, again, you've got to be really intentional about this from the top mm-hmm. to the bottom um, to make sure that that can happen. But having the you know, the KPIs that the, the board and the chairman and everybody else looks at and discusses, they've got to be ones that are customer centric. If they aren't, you're going to be scooting off in all sorts of other directions. Um, <laughs> So, and that will just, you know, it doesn't matter how customer centric the bottom people are, if the top people are off somewhere else in a different world. Sharon, I'm really enjoying the conversation. And you know what? I recently started reading your book, which is called um, Your CXC, and we know it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I can't actually. Uh-huh. I can't okay. actually wait to finish it. Oh, here it is. Exactly. This one. But. Um, just as all humans are, we look for shortcuts. So if I were to ask you to summarize your book in one line or two lines, what would that summary be? I think I think with this book, we wanted to make it really real. It is pure 
is our own pure experience. It's the highs, the lows of going through different businesses, corporates, startups, charities. Um, it is real experiences, feelings, thoughts, difficulties, challenges um, that we've had. Sorry, I'm going way more than two sentences. But we want what we wanted to do was just build a structure where you can pick up a, you can pick any old chapter and you've got a key takeaway at the start. You've got um, a, yeah. a funny anecdote, hopefully funny, if Mark's written it, funny. <laughs> they and are. you've got the, the main body uh-huh. and then you've got a call to action. I mean, this one here, I've opened this at random, it is one and a half pages um, and you, there's a mix. But the point is that you kind of get some real value out of it and you kind of let it ruminate and go, okay, what can I do with my business? And how do I make sure I, I put customers right at the center of what I do in my business and with my teams, but also have a bit of fun along the way. This is not a serious book. There's some serious, very serious um, themes in there, but we wanted to keep it lighthearted and fun and real. It's authentic. Some pain in there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Thank you so much, Sharon, for being on CXO today. We really had a great time. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much. CXO with your host, Supriya. I hope you enjoyed a dive into the nitty-gritty of customer experience. If you are committed to applying these ideas in the real world, stay tuned with me. Don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.